Welcome to One Oregon, stories from around the state to broaden and deepen our understanding of what it means to be an Oregonian. I'm Emily Henry. And I'm Ann Harris. We're coming to you from Oregon State University Extension Open Campus Program. So this is our first podcast, and today it's just going to be us. We'll share a little bit about ourselves and why we're doing this podcast. In our upcoming episodes, you'll be hearing from Oregonians who live in towns and cities across the state, maybe like yours. Our guests would probably say they're just ordinary people working to make their communities better, but we think their stories are actually pretty extraordinary. We're starting each episode by asking our guests uh, the same question, and so we're going to be doing that with each other. So I'll start by asking you, Anne, where does your Oregon story begin? Well, you know, I'd say that my Oregon story really began with a deep love of nature and a desire to live in a place where I could enjoy wilder and natural places, not just when I take a trip somewhere, but in my day-to-day living. I first spent time in Oregon when I took a summer job with the Forest Service as a Youth Conservation Corps crew leader at the Oregon Dunes. When I first got there, I was amazed. It was so unlike Southern California where I grew up. I remember writing home to my parents to tell them about how on one side of the highway you could see these sand dunes and ocean and on the other side were the deep green forests and the blue lakes. It was a great summer and even better, I didn't know it then, but one of my fellow crew leaders would actually become my husband a few years later. So when we did get married a few years later, the two of us were looking for a place to land and we came back to Oregon. We've been living in Hood River for the last 23 years and it's been a great place to call home. We've raised our two kids here and we formed a great network of friends in our work lives and personal lives. As a city person, I was unsure if Hood River was gonna be the right place for me But what I quickly found was that I really enjoyed living in a small community. I go to Portland now and then, and I do enjoy what it has to offer, but I always relax when I pass that last Troutdale exit on I-84 and head up the gorge. I love to get out and hike on the trails, but even on my regular days driving to work, it's not unusual for me to see something that takes my breath away, like an osprey diving down to catch a fish in its claws. But don't worry, I mainly keep my eyes on the road. So can you tell us a little bit about what it's been like living in Oregon for you and any challenges you might have encountered? Yes, for the most part, it has really been fantastic living here in Oregon, but there definitely have been challenges and I miss the cultural diversity of California. I identify as African-American and Oregon is a state that is overwhelmingly white. I wish there were more people of color that would choose to live in Oregon and choose to live rurally. I understand why it's not comfortable for a lot of people to do so. And that's something I want to work on. If I can help to make rural living a little bit more comfortable for even one African-American family that might want to come and live in Hood River, then that's something I want to do. I've been living here for 25 years, and you know, when you stay in a place long enough, you get to know a lot of people, and I've made a lot of 
connections with folks. I've had a lot of good experiences. I've had some bad experiences. But overall, it's been really a great place to live and to raise kids. Also, I recognize and I appreciate the unique diversity of the people here. A place can be diverse in a lot of different ways. Culturally, historically, the interests and viewpoints of the people there. It can be challenging and it stretches me to grow and be open to a wide range of viewpoints. So Emily, tell us about your Oregon story. Yeah, so I think my Oregon story differs a bit from yours in that I don't think in a million years did I necessarily think I would ever be living in Oregon. I am from the Midwest originally. I grew up in Indiana and I was living in Michigan, finishing up grad school. So I moved out to Oregon in 2013. I got a job with our program, Open Campus, in Tillamook. So super rural, on the coast, I'm pretty sure a place I did not know exist. I don't think I even knew about the cheese back then. So my husband had never been to Oregon until I already accepted the position. So not necessarily where I expected to end up, but I'm really thankful that I did. I Tillamook was such a cool experience. I lived there for three years, and um, that's the first time I've ever lived anywhere really, really rural. I mean, I grew up in kind of a mid-sized city, like car factory sort of town, and and it always lived somewhere that was at least kind of suburban or, or small city. So that was my first real taste of being somewhere really rural. And I really liked it. We lived on the beach, which was probably the only time I'll get to say that. We moved to Corvallis, gosh, almost six years ago now. I've been in Corvallis ever since. My position has evolved a lot and, and things have changed quite a bit. But we really enjoyed being here in Oregon. It's been cool to experience both the coast and rural living and now being in Corvallis, kind of back to small city life and and being in a university town. That's been an unexpected journey, but a really great one. Um, You kind of did talk a little bit about what's been like for you living here. Do you have anything further that you want to share about what it's been like living here in Oregon? I think your point is really valid about diversity in so many different ways. I identify as um, a white cisgender woman, so I've enjoyed sort of all the mix of cultures that are here from folks from both other countries and other states and being in a state that does have so much diversity in terms of opinions and experiences. I appreciated your point about thinking about um, diversity in a more broad sense sometimes than what you just see in terms of like numbers and demographics when you look at look at the state that um, that there's more more there certainly to appreciate. One of my biggest challenges, I think, is just being across the country and being really far away from family, I think is hard. And getting kind of used to a new state, a new way of living and and all of that. But I've been here long enough now that I feel pretty at home in Oregon. Ann and I both mentioned that we work for a program called Open Campus that's part of Extension here at Oregon State University. But you may be wondering like how Open Campus and OSU and Extension all ties into a podcast like this. Yeah, I think it's a good idea that we back up a little bit and reflect on OSU first. A lot of you may have heard that OSU is called a land-grant university. Now, well, I know for me, and I think for you too, Emily, that I didn't even really know what a land-grant university was when I first came to work at OSU. The history of land-grant universities is both inspiring and tragic. 
Lincoln had the vision to bring higher education to the people as the country expanded, but the land that was granted to establish these colleges was not ours to take. This story is one that needs to be told, and hopefully we can do that in a future One Oregon podcast. I feel like it's really important for us to acknowledge that history and the history of extension, you know, extension programs were established at all the land-grant colleges as a way to really serve the entire state and bring university knowledge and expertise to communities um, was kind of the, the basis. I feel like now we think a lot about that reciprocal relationship, right? Like what what knowledge can we provide to the communities? What knowledge can the communities provide us? And thinking about it being much more of a partnership and um, engaging with the communities where we live and work. And so we do have a presence with the extension service here in Oregon in, um, you know, every county in the state. So all 36 counties have an, an Oregon State University extension office there. And just as it was kind of established in the past, our goal is to assess the needs of the community, whoever's there, whatever they need. Um, traditionally, right, that's looked like farmers and foresters and fishers, school teachers, and we still work with those populations and many more and, and provide information and programming that we can to meet educational needs and partner with the community to do that in the way that makes most sense for the community. We also work um, around research and knowledge building. So we have the experiment stations around the state as well. And we have faculty doing research all around the state. And so this learning and teaching is really, as I mentioned, a two-way street. So this is maybe a different way of thinking about things than sort of the academia as the as the center of all knowledge and the campus being really the, the epicenter of all of that. I think with extension, we really see our communities as the, the center of our knowledge and, and our partnerships and working together to generate new knowledge and, and new ways of doing things and new programs. So that explains it, why when I'm driving down the street, I see a sign for Oregon State University, and I'm way out here in Hood River, and I've seen them all over the state. So those are the extension offices, and maybe you've seen those signs too and wondered, well, hmm, I don't think there's a big university back there. What is that? And that's what extension is. But maybe you can tell us also a little bit about our particular program, Open Campus. Yes. So Open Campus is a program area within the Extension Service. And so if you've heard of things like 4-H or um, agriculture, certainly forestry programs, Sea Grant, those are all tied to Extension as well, Master Gardener. And so Open Campus is a program within Extension as well. You may have not heard about Open Campus because we're really new. So we have only been around since 2009. Um, so only going on 13 years old, and we're kind of unique too. So things like 4-H and Master Gardener are at all of the extension services across the country, whereas Open Campus is really unique to Oregon State. And it really grew out of a need to respond to new and unique needs of communities. And so um, they really identified that extension has been a great partner in communities across the state and how could communities access even more of Oregon State University. So something, for example, like the College of Business is not a traditional extension partner, but what if somebody in a community wanted to connect with the College of Business? Well, maybe Open Campus could help with that. And so we kind of sprung out of this idea of just being really flexible and nimble and um, doing really 
unique things in the communities where we live and work. And we kind of focus on a few main areas. One is really on kind of the college and career access, um, new educational opportunity side of things. The other side of the house is really community development, community engagement, and um, working with the community in that way. And so I feel like this podcast is a is um, a good kind of collection of some of that work and, and connecting to the ways that we work with communities and our community partners. So so one of the things I really love about working with Open Campus is the ability to be nimble and try new things and be creative. And from that comes One Oregon, our podcast, which Emily and I, we've been dreaming of doing a podcast for quite a while. And as we began to listen to podcasts um, more and more, we know that it's a wonderful tool for telling stories. And that Open Campus, we have the opportunity to connect with folks from across the state. And we recognize the uniqueness of our communities. We're meeting with a lot of different people and hearing a lot of different stories. And I think that this podcast really comes out of our mission in Open Campus which is really to meet the needs of our communities and also to connect people. I really want Oregon to be a place that's welcoming place for all, rural and urban, all different cultures. And to do that, I think we really need to know each other and feel comfortable so we can break down stereotypes and biases that are keeping us apart. And how can we do this? I think storytelling is a really great way to get started. And thank you for that, Anne. I completely agree. As a lover of podcasts, I think that this medium is such a great way to communicate and share and connect um, from a distance. And so I'm really excited to be doing this podcast and sharing these amazing stories from all around the state and things that maybe are unexpected and that you haven't heard before. Um, I feel really lucky that we get to do this together. So thank you, Anne. So we can go on to the way that we are planning to end each episode with our guests. And that is with our final interview question. Um, and that is, what is something that you love about your community, Anne? In thinking of my community, my community being here in this, the Columbia River Gorge and in Hood River, I really have appreciated how I've been able to get to know people and living in a small town allows me to get to know a wide range of people and work with people in a lot of different capacities. I love, I mean, some people maybe don't like it, but I really love that I can go into the grocery store and see people that I know and have a conversation in the aisle and ask them what they're making for dinner. I really like that I have been able to get to know enough people and know what they're passionate about. And then be able to actually connect them to someone else that might be passionate about the same thing. And that's one of the ways that I've really been enjoying living in this community is that I can be a connector here. And I think it's a great way to care for my community. I also really like how smaller communities allow uh, voices to be heard and that the actions that we take can make a big difference sometimes a difference that you can see in real time. I really appreciate that. What is it, something that 
you love about your community. And you can define community in whatever way you would like. So I think I'll define community as Corvallis. And I feel like something that's very cool about living here is that I sort of get two communities. So I feel like the university community is like this little town inside of Corvallis. And I really appreciate being on campus and really getting to work closely with college students and other folks that work at the university. Campuses are just such a unique environment, right? That have kind of their own culture and young people from all over the world and, and adults from all over the world doing really cool things. So I feel lucky to have both communities and Corvallis is also a really neat town. It's, you know, still relatively small and it feels very local. There's so many small businesses here and there's a real arts community. And especially during the pandemic over the last two years and spending so much time at home, it's been so nice to be part of a community where everyone's stopping to chat and say hi. And especially being so far away from family, we don't, you know, didn't get to see folks for a long time. So I appreciate living in a place that makes you feel connected and uh, makes you feel welcome. Thank you for listening to this introduction to One Oregon. Tune in to our first season and you will hear diverse and engaging stories from Oregonians across the state. No matter what state or country you're from, we think you'll find them engaging, hopeful, and perhaps surprising. Our upcoming guests include Valerie Switzler, Warm Springs tribal member, teacher, linguist, and national award winner for her work in preserving her native language. Zachary Stocks, Executive Director of the Oregon Black Pioneers Historical Society. Maya Yasui, longtime community activist and instrumental advocate in efforts to acknowledge the atrocity of Japanese American imprisonment during World War II, as well as their many positive contributions to our state and country. Montserrat Alegria, OSU Extension Open Campus Coordinator in Jackson and Josephine Counties and gatherer of stories, particularly from the Latino community in Southern Oregon. Nick Johnson, Executive Director of the Lake County Resources Initiative, who has been instrumental in building community, economic development, and climate change resiliency for the mutual benefit of all. Joyce Senior Angulo and Adajoke Babatunde, founders of the innovative My Hair, My Health program that brings Black women together for mutual empowerment and connection. And Beth Imshoff, retired OSU Extension faculty, founder of the One Oregon Project and of Extension Open Campus Program, with a focus on building greater rural-urban understanding and connection. You've been listening to One Oregon, Many Stories, One State. I'm Ann Harris. And I'm Emily Henry. And we want to thank Tim Mayer, our jazz piano player, jazz activist, who's offered his time and talent to create a uniquely Oregon musical environment for our podcast. And a huge thank you to Rick Henry, editor extraordinaire, for his patience and persistence in guiding us through this first season. We could not have done it without you. Thanks for listening, and please tell your friends about us. We hope you'll join us again for another episode of One Oregon. One Oregon.